Taking the game from the course to your earbuds. This is the Duck Hook Podcast, bringing you a full overview of what's new in the world of golf. Now on the team, Ryan Duffy and Chris Weinfurt. Mr. Weinford, it is December 18th. How you doing? Doing good, Ryan. Uh, are we considering this Christmas week? I mean, no Christmas until next Monday. Yeah, this is it. This is this is gonna be the last one of these for the year. So, uh, so give it our best effort. Yeah, give it a shot. Wrapping it up, okay. kind of a year in review. We we we've dabbled in a little bit of like a year in review in the past. This this won't be anything long or dramatic, but. Uh, Oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be putting out hot takes all day. Sorry. This is I mean, yeah. Going back through uh, you know, some of the highlights of the year. Talking a little bit about last week. I mean first we gotta talk about you know, we have to talk about Tiger. He was Tiger he, and he Charlie. Did, he did play golf. Yeah, uh, I mean <laughs> How much did you consume of the PNC? I don't know, not much actually. I mean I saw I saw a little bit of it. It was on in the background from time to time. Um I think it's kind of a fun event. It's like a it's like a palate cleanser. Like it's it's like with all the and with a all, bouche for the with, with all the shit that's been going on in the last you know couple months. Like it was just fun to see these guys. I mean, I kind of you know we used to joke around. Like, do you remember the skins game on oh, Thanksgiving? Yeah. Oh sure, weekend. That was like the pre-produced. Yeah, you know, but like. I, I kind of missed that. It used to be a two-day thing. They'd play the front nine on Friday and, like, the back nine on Saturday or, okay. or something like that. I remember that. And I don't know. Like, that was – I don't know if I missed that. I remember they did the match. Like, the very first match was okay. around Thanksgiving. Um, so there's part of me that kind of misses that skins game on Thanksgiving weekend. Just kind of a – you know, they call them hitting giggles. Like, that was, like, just – harmless fun right and you know and then like this over the weekend just kind of felt like the same way like just just harmless fun the the albany event the hero a couple weeks ago like for some reason that felt different because they're giving away world ranking points yeah and that doesn't feel right when we're talking about like live shouldn't have world ranking points and then here's you know we're like oh dude there's only you know, there's only, what, 40 guys in these live fields, and they're playing for, you know, $40 million, and this is insane. And then you go, well, at, at Albany, they're playing, you know, 19 guys, and Tiger finished, you know, in 17th and moved up 400 spaces, you know, in the in the World Golf Ranking. So that, I don't know, for some reason that feels a little different. But um, They're handing out World Golf Ranking points for any of the PNC stuff? Charlie was so. moving up? I don't think so. But okay. it was it was fun to watch. Bernard Lager won uh, with, with their son. Uh is it, is it Peter? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but the, big, I mean, the, bigger, the bigger story was was Tiger and Charlie. I mean, I think the biggest story was Tiger played golf. And Can, again, he looks, he, he, he looks, I mean, go ahead. He, he looks all right. Like he, he, I don't know that he looks strong. Like, I don't think he, I, I don't think anybody would look at him and say, that's the tiger that we remember from his dominant days where he was just prowling. But, like, he looks pretty good compared to what we've seen. I He looks pretty good. I, I The takeaway I always take from this week is that, like, Charlie is really growing into this, like, cocky kid. 
Oh, like the 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 <laughs> the, the, the driver with no. the with the whiplash back. Like, come on. <laughs> like, did we need that? Bernard's son is named Jason. Oh, we were so close. <laughs> Where did you pull Peter from? Is that just kind of like? <laughs> Just, just continue with continue with your take. <laughs> I'm just I, look. I saw too many. I said, Jay, uh, insert longer name kid here. Uh, I'm just. I, I don't know. I, every week I get to this thing, and there's more Charlie videos every time, and I'm just kind of like, is this kid getting a little too out of control? Yeah, but like, is that him? Or is that? Well, it, I don't know. That's yeah, the, no, I, I, I don't think you can. <laughs> the driver thing is him. Like, look, he, you know, he has a big drive, and he does the, 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 the whiplash thing, and then he waves goodbye to it. Like, come on, like, do we need this? Like, he is. What, how old is he now? Is he like fifteen? Sure. Yeah, he's playing high school golf. That's all I know. Is that you yeah. know we've got coverage of him winning the state championship. Um, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm worried that the that the the world's attention on him is turning him into somebody that I'm not going to enjoy during his teenage years. Well, you don't have to worry about that because he's not going to be like playing in a PGA Tour event anytime soon. Well, who knows? Uh, I I don't have. PGA, a, I don't know if you know this. The PGA Tour is uh, not getting great ratings. They might throw some uh, special invites out there. I I get it. The uh, I I. I don't think it's his issue. I think it's a. I think it's a social media like. So I, I shouldn't catnip. worry. Okay. Well, it's not him. Like it's not like okay. So he has a driver recoil. Like you know, like all right, that's fine. I, I think the fact that you probably saw it ten thousand times replayed on social with like the yes. PGA Tour's own account going like, have you ever seen anything like this? I mean, the answer is yes. <laughs> You know, like it was it, his dad. Yeah, and, and, or like I, I see fifteen-year-olds hit it that far, like oh, yeah. a lot. So I, you know, there's probably other kids in this field. I think you know what? Maybe this is maybe. Let me let me adjust this and to say is that the things that that Tiger did during his like he would stop his swing on the downswing. He did the recoil. We're now like Charlie's doing them, and we're treating him as if like whoa, like his dad did this, now he's doing it, like he's going to be as good as his dad. Right. And I'm like, let's, first of all, let's just stop that. Second of all, like it's just not ingratiating me to this kid that like anything he does is all of a sudden amazing. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. Like I, and it's not him. Like, like you said, it's not his fault that this narrative is being, being pushed, uh, that he is, you know, the, the next coming of Tiger. I just, can we just let him be like yeah. a golfer? So that, I mean, that to me is the bigger question. It's like, it, it, it's on, I mean, it, it, social media is great and it's awful at the same time. <laughs> and so like how many times do you have to see like the Barstool account or the golf.com or the PGA Tour or all these, you know, <laughs> influencers or whatever you want to call them go like, Oh my God, just like his dad. You yeah. know, like yeah. I, I, I agree with you. It can get a bit much. I don't think you blame the kid for it. I, I, I think you blame, you blame everybody else around it. And, and like, okay. But, but all things considered after all the bullshit we've been talking about for like the last two months and like <laughs> the PGA tour literally breaking apart at the seams, like, if he wants to have a little driver recoil, I love it. Like okay. I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Like there's, there's bigger fish to fry. Um, so no, I, I, like I said, I enjoy that event. It's a fun event. 
It's a little silly. It's not very serious. And I don't know. It was just, I thought, like I said, a palate cleanser. Good to get all that. Like, it's a great feel week. a little good about golf. Yeah, it's a great week for the PGA, LPGA, PGA Seniors, yeah. Champions Tour, because it's just social media fodder, right? Yeah. Like, you get all the dads out there with yeah, their kids. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's and that's what you got to almost, like, tune that out. Just, you know, and, and, like, God love them, but, like, you know, Steve Sands and those guys, they just, they eat that shit up, too. And, and, and it's fine. But, like, no, I don't blame, I don't blame Charlie for, like, too many recoils. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Swing so. away. Swing away, Charlie. Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, longer wins. Uh, I guess it's it's the fifth time they've won. They, they, I guess uh, yeah, they they're making a little habit of it. That's uh, did they give away championship belts at that thing? Yeah, they did. Okay, they do. I don't know if that's, that's going to be. It's been going on forever, but that that's a newer thing. So I don't know. Not sure if that's going to be. I think it's. I think it's weird that you're playing Bernard Longer on a six thousand yard course. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to be like raining on anybody's parade, but I, I mean, like, I mean, I think we can move those guys back, you know, a little bit. I, I, I don't know. I, that that felt like one of those things you get on a scramble uh, sheet where you get it in the in the morning, and they're like, guys over this age play from this tee. Tom Lehman, Bernard Longer, Marco Mira, Nick Price, uh, Nick Faldo all played uh, the Reds, which was six thousand thirty six yards long. Uh, Charlie Woods played the whites, which again, these are not. These are some traditional tea colors well, here. Yeah, so like the gold, the yellows uh, were seven thousand one hundred six. That was uh, for professionals fifty two and under, and family members between the ages of sixteen and fifty two. The white course was for family members fifty three to sixty three, LPGA members, and family members who are fourteen or fifteen. Carry the one. That's where Charlie was. So Charlie, Charlie played a course that was 500 yards longer than Bernard Longer. I mean, I feel like the pros should have to play like 6,500. Even, even the Champions Tour guys. Yeah, I. It, the fact that that there's there's I mean, this they, many tees. <coughs> But they got such a variety of players. I guess it makes a little bit of sense. I, I don't know. So Tiger, JT, Steve Stricker. Justin Leonard, uh, so like, yeah, Justin Leonard, uh, Matt Kuchar, Patrick Harrington, David Duvall, and Stuart Sink all had to play the tips. Man, Duvall had to play the tips? Duvall had to play the tips. Wow, guy can't catch a break, man. Let's see how uh, Duvall... <laughs> Second! Oh, there wow. you go. All right. Uh, that might have been a lot of Duvall's kid. I'm not really sure how good <laughs> David's striking it right now, but... Uh... So uh, yeah, so anyways, PNC wrapping up. Um, Did you hear the big news? No. About oh, about who NBC hired on their oh, on their I, desk? I did the guy who you think should be Ryder Cup captain? Hey, hey. I don't know that he's going to be the a good Ryder Cup. Are coming together. I, I folks. mean, like God, remember like this one, day. Oh, man. Remember this day when when the next was it 2026 when they'll do, be in uh, Europe again? I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Oh, it's coming Kevin together. Kisner. Kevin Kisner is now your... It's coming together, well, folks. Well, he's doing the first two tournaments. We don't know how far this is going to go. He's doing two tournaments for NBC uh, alongside Dan Hicks, uh, replacing Paul Azinger. I don't know. Like, I if thought I thought Kisner was still playing. Like, is he... Does he, does he have no status? Are we... I think he's I, I thought he still had some sort of status Look, on the tour. He, he does. Look, man. I think he's figured it out. He's like, he's not the biggest hitter. And he can, he's trying this out. He's dipping his toe and he's going to have some, you know, he's going to get a 
bigger following now because I, of this. I did not bigger hate, profile. I did not understand the disdain for Azinger that existed. However, I do. I I, I did notice the patterns people would mention. It's just, uh, Ryan. I at this point in this world that we live in, I think it's just. Uh, it's all given, well, no, it's just a given that you're going to criticize the announcers. Like, in, in, check, check any sport, but pro, forget soccer because I think soccer fans. I mean, they're all in their own world, anyways. That Can like I watch soccer. Uh, I, well, I would say yeah. <laughs> English soccer is very important, okay. but like people, I, maybe they do. I'm just not on those on those sites. But people hate NBA announcers. They hate NFL announcers. They hate if you're announcing something and you don't like one thing that someone says, they're automatically like an idiot. So like the fact that people, you know, people didn't like Johnny Miller. People didn't like Paul Azinger. People didn't like Greg Norman when he was on Fox for that one year. Well, that with one good point, Greg. Yeah, yeah Greg was really bad, pretty bad. Um, but, you know, so the fact that, that I'm sure Kisner even know how good he's going to be. I mean, people are even criticizing Tony Romo now. I remember how great he was the first couple of years. So I think people start doing well, and then they're, all right. it's just so, going to be right. started to hate. There's, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with a couple of the people who are good. I, I, yeah, sure. Uh, Zinger, Zinger may have lowered. I think at some point you need to refresh it. I do think at some True. point you need it. But, like, what annoys me is... Like what? Okay, Kiz, he's kind of an all shucks guy, a humble guy from the south. Who's you know he's going to just endear you. You know, like that's what Zinger kind of was. You know, like and, and Zinger was you know like I don't want to say despised, but like he kept you know well it's all about pressure. You know, and he kept saying the same shit over and over. And I know people were like jumping on that. I I just didn't think he was as bad as others did. I don't I don't know how pulling a guy like Kevin Kisner. Is gonna like. I'll see that. I mean, he might have a little more personality. He might be a little bit funny. Like, he, maybe. I guess you could hit a home run with it. But like, I think you need like a personality. You need. You need somebody with a little like. Oh, edge. I think, I think like, Kisner's got that. I mean, he had the whole like you know this ain't no hobby guy. Like, I think he's gonna relate uh, to the every golfer. I mean, a little bit. Or more. if you're just pandering to a certain audience, you know, like it having having Kisner is just like. Is one and maybe Kiz is maybe that's his next calling. I I just I mean when you think about like the best announcers, when you think about the guys who are notable and who you remember and you know who I think move the needle, which is what makes you distinct and different. Like announcers seem to fall into two categories. One is everybody's trying to be the buttoned up version, the really clean. Like everybody's trying to be the same guy. Right, call it the exact same way. Like, just call it professional, clean, whatever. Like, this is it. This is the game. Then you have like guys who have found a way to put their own spin on it. Like, I would say, like Joe Buck calls a game differently than Jim Nance, who calls a game differently than Al Michaels, then who calls a game differently. Like, they all have their little way. You know, Chris Fowler on ESPN calls it differently than uh, like. And then you have this group where I feel like golf announcers are. We're like, I, I sometimes I can't tell. Is it is Dan Hicks calling it, or is it Steve Sands? Who's on the? Is it Todd Lewis? Like, which which Immelman am I hearing? They're all like trying to do the same thing, and there's nothing unique about it. And I think the reason guys liked back in the day a Ken Venturi, or you know, more recently uh, a Johnny Miller, or uh, I, they just they would say stuff. 
you know, even even like a Faraday when he was on CBS or a McCord when they were on CBS or Costas for that matter, they would say stuff that was different, like and present it like in a funny way or or in a unique way. I don't think we have that anymore. Like the 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 guys are all the same. Steve Sands, Todd Lewis, Dan Hicks, Jim Nance. Uh, I'm trying to think of who's on CBS now. Trevor Immelman, Mark Immelman, like. They all sound the same. Like, I, I honestly, like, you can just put one in and take one out. And, and so I, if you're going to, like, make a move with an announcement, like, get somebody different. Like, get somebody who we haven't heard. Get, get a new personality. I heard rumors like Jeff Ogilvy from Australia was going to be involved. Like, oh, boy. But, again, different. You know, like, that guy has thoughts and opinions. Like, get somebody who might, like, say something. Like, Kiss isn't going to call anybody out. Oh, he will. He's still on tour. The guy's well, still trying to play golf. Well, like, they're, what, about so, to, they're about to increase the purses by $100 billion or whatever they're going to do. And, like, you're telling me Kiz is going to try and get in there? And so you think if Kiz is about to try and play with these guys for all this money, he's going to say something derogatory about a player? Fuck no. He's just going to call it. He's going to yak it up and, like... Nothing's going to happen. I think what they wanted to do was, because with guys like Azenir and Immelman and Faldo even, let's go even further back, is that those guys weren't contemporaries with the guys. Now, not saying the kids is totally a contemporary with the guys playing on tour right now, but more than the other ones are before. Why are you asking a guy who hasn't won really any, like, okay, I mean... It, it, this would be... We're asking him to announce that won a golf tournament now. I, I understand that, but he doesn't know how to win a golf tournament. So how oh. can he criticize... Like, how can he criticize... Are you telling me, like, oh, he's going to be the guy calling down the majors? Like, I, I mean, this is the equivalent of asking Pat Connaughton to, like, call a basketball game. Like, he's a good story, and he's, like, a nice guy and kind of friendly, and, yeah, I kind of remember him doing some stuff, you know, but, like... What has he done? You know, like, I, I don't know. There's there's part of me that just thinks this is... I, I think you got... I need, they need... When I say they, I mean the golf community in general about the broadcast is they just need something fresh and new. So if it is a guy who hasn't had... Who doesn't have the playing resume... and new. Well, he's... he's not Paul Azinger, I guess I would say that. Is it like, and it's not I'm just kind of like mission accomplished. Going back to the depth chart of like the Golf Channel, and being like, well, all right, who do we got? You know, we've got some guy. We've got oh, who was the guy that they had cover? You know, a couple of the golf events that was like Jerry Folds or something like that. You know, we're just kind of like <laughs> Jerry, right. Jerry Folds, Folds is on live now. Oh, he's, he's, right, exactly. <laughs> they all blend together. They all blend right? together. Yeah. I th look, it's a shot. They gave him two tournaments. You know, and and if it's a success. They'll go on from there, and if not, you know, we'll, we right. a year from now we won't think about this. But like, yeah, we it was a, it was a great thing you were going to have with Phil, and then Phil ruined his career. So like, it, that's the kind of guy you need. There's not many guys out there like that who have the resume, who also have the personality to be able to talk for you know four and a half six hours during a during a golf event. I clearly have a higher opinion of, of Kevin Kisner than you do. So I think it'll be a success if, if he operates in, in his, own, uh, his own voice. But I'm also going off the fact that, like, I don't know if they've, if they've screen tested this. I don't know if they have any kind of, uh, if any NBC is kind of like, yeah, we, we had him sit through and do kind of like a fake broadcast and it went okay. They probably wouldn't tell us if they did, but... Uh, will it be a success? Uh, I think it'll be more of a success than if they just kind of rehashed a couple guys who were already on staff. Yeah. All right. 
<laughs> sure. <laughs> if you think Kevin Kisner's like this dynamic personality that's going to change golf television and make this a very interesting broadcast, then I hope you're right. I, I do. And I guess my, my fear is like, it's just going to be more of the same. It's okay. just going to be another learning curve like they did with John Wood and like they did with Bones. Like it'll take them a couple, you know, weeks to get, you know, it'll, it'll be rough on the viewer. Like, again, this, this, <clears throat> this goes back to like, how are you presenting a golf tournament on television? True. It's, and, a, yeah, it's one so, piece of it. Yeah. So like, I mean, you're just, let's take random PGA tour player and plug them in. And maybe maybe it works. Maybe he ends up being a great announcer, and this was his calling all along. And he's a great golfer, but not quite good enough to like. Fine, maybe, maybe. you guys could be right on that. I'm just worried. Like this is more of the same. It's just going to be boring. Just a different name. That's <clears throat> that's my concern. Now, uh, another uh, interesting development last week is it sounds like the PGA Tour all of a sudden has uh, has some cash maybe coming his way. I. What in, Mark uh, Ananasio, owner of the Brewers, might be involved in this group that's going to uh, pump in some serious funding to the PGA Tour. I heard $3 billion The was? Strategic Sports Group, yeah, SSG. I, at this point, I, I feel like I'm reading Fortune magazine every time I see one of these stories where I'm kind of like, can we just get... And, you know, top part of the story, first couple paragraphs is, you know, this doesn't kill the, the PIF deal. You know, like, they're still trying to get that done. And I'm like, you can get late investors and figure out how to get them in to this before you even finish the first deal you announced? So, I mean, this is what, well, so what, what has happened here is just the Cliff's Notes version is the PIF and the PGA Tour were going to create this new company. They called it a framework agreement with the public investment fund kicking in the majority of the money. Mm -hmm. What ended up happening was, uh, and I mean, nothing happened like in court or anything, but there was tremendous fear that this deal wouldn't get done if the PIF was the primary investor in this thing. So what has happened behind the scenes is the PJ Tour has gone to seek more money for this deal. So this deal is going to be bigger. And therefore, the percentage that the public investment fund is contributing is less of the whole pie. That might make the deal more palatable. So you're like, all right, the biggest... <clears throat> the biggest investor in the NUCO, which is what they're calling it, mm -hmm. is no longer the Saudis, but it's it, it's the strategic sports group made up of all these billionaires who are kicking in some of their own money. PIF is involved. They're kicking in some of their own money. And then the PGA Tour has some of their own money. So, like, this deal is not just like, oh, it's a, basically a Saudi-run PGA Tour. So, like, that's where... That's where this was headed. Now, I thought a part of the deal with PAF was no. that they got the first right of refusal of other investors. No. Okay. No. So that that is the reason some people some people are saying they went and got ROM. Some people think the PIF was like, hey, this is taking too fucking long. Which uh, it is. They were right a, on that. Yeah. B, you guys forget, like, we're, we're the primary guys here, right? Like, you guys are fucking around again. Like, okay, let's just go get ROM. Because guess what? We can get ROM whenever the fuck we want. And oh, by the way, we can get other people. So, like, that's what some people think the ROM deal was, was Piff going, let's wrap this fucking shit up. Like, and, yeah. and if we're not going to wrap it up, then don't forget what I can do, which I can go take the best player in the world, arguably, and, and make him play live. Mm -hmm. Right. So like that. So this this right after all that shit happened, all of a sudden the strategic sports group, like all of a sudden they're involved. And so initially and this these were reports that were out were like, you know, the Saudi group was pissed. But then they realized, oh, 
now the Saudis will be rubbing elbows with like the owners of the Red Sox and the owners of the Brewers and the owners of Home Depot and the owners of the fat like this just like legitimizes Saudi Arabia even more. And so now Piff is like, all right, whatever, like that's fine. So so it's all fucked up. But what seems to be happening is it appears they are close to finishing something up. Now if you get $3 billion from group one and $3 billion from group two or however much money this, like all of a sudden you're going to have a shitload of cash. So like what is going to change? What do you think? If you had like 10 billion, Uh, I I would say, I would say purses only because this has never been about, at least from, from the framework, it's never been about like, you know, pushing the game forward. It's just been about pushing, pushing money into the different hands. Right. So I don't think I, from my perspective, like, great. I'm glad that the, the PJ be- Tour has, has more money at their disposal. But do I think that now, uh, you know, when another TV deal comes up, if they're going to be going, looking for new partners to revolutionize the, the broadcast, I'm like, no, they don't give a shit about that. They're right. like, well, we have our money. Like, does it matter that, you know, we think that Amazon or Apple TV can provide a better product than CBS can? Like, I don't, I don't think they care. I don't, yeah, I don't disagree. I, I wonder, I truly wonder, like, what, what will be different? Yeah. Will it be, I mean, does the, does the idea of team golf appeal to you at all? I think it, it does appeal to me in that I like the fact that, like, okay, there, it, it isn't just, you know, an individual event and that you could potentially have, you know, guys who have a more of a collective goal. So like the week could be, could not be a loss for some guys. Like if, you know, if you're, you come in 10th, it's not necessarily like this, you know, detrimental thing. Not that it is before. Um, but do I like the, the nature of like having team names, having, you know, this, the thing with the TGL, you know, the city associations, I just think that kind of like makes it a little bit, it, it doesn't do it for me, but just be like, look, you have one team captain or, or, or you just have like a team where you're like, Hey, look, let's put a team together. And a bunch of buddies get in a text message and be like, Hey, you know, Jordan and JT, you want to be on a team together and we'll get Ricky. And like, Oh, there's our three guy team. Great. We don't need a team name. We don't need a, a logo. We don't so, need a shirt color. So, but like, so that, I mean, the bigger point is a, a, a different mindset. Like, like a way I, I do think there's something to, I so let me preface this with saying I still think a seventy-two hole stroke play event with a full field of like one fifty-six and a cut, I still think that is a really like strenuous test that ultimately identifies the best player that week on that course. Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair. You know, fifty-four holes gets pretty darn close too. You can still, I mean, you can still maybe fake it for a little bit of the 54 holes. But at the end of the day, like I still think that's the best way to do it. That being said, doing it every single week in the same exact fashion for 40 or 42 weeks out of 52 weeks gets boring. It it just does. Yeah. You know, like I'm sorry RSM Classic, I'm sorry Napa Valley Classic. I apologize Barbasol, I apologize John Deere. There're just some tournaments that don't move the needle. And Maybe they would if it was a different format, or maybe, maybe they would move the needle if they were one of twenty events and you didn't get to see it every single week. Yeah. But just the 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 sheer volume <clears throat> of the same exact thing over and over and over. I don't know. It just I feel like there there's got to be a different way. If you have a big old pile of cash, 
I am sure those people who are about to invest, maybe not even PIF, because PIF doesn't give a shit about the money, but I'm yeah. sure the strategic sports group is going to come in and say, we got to do something different. We have to do something. We have to make this more interesting. We've got to get more fan appeal. Like, we've got to figure out a way to do something more exciting or whatever. So I, I don't know if it's team golf. I don't know if it's less events that are just more impactful. I, I, I don't know what it is, but you can't keep – like, I sure hope – they don't just do the same thing for another 10 years or whatever, however long this investment. Like, I, I, I hope they come up with something because right I, now I, I kind of agree that the same thing every single week gets a little redundant and a little boring. I agree. They, they could probably do more with formatting or at least in just being like, you know, the pairings this week is like you're playing with your teammates, you know, so it's threesomes all week and, yeah. you know, and you're like, hey, you're playing or foursome, yeah, however many guys you want on a team. And it's like, oh, it's that, or it's this week. It's like, you know, two guys from one team are playing together, two guys from another. Like, you can do a lot with the format of, like, making it more interesting to watch from that standpoint. Or match up to be like, hey, this team tied with this other team, and now, like, you got to pick one player from to go into the playoff, and it doesn't have to be the guy who finished the top. I don't hate the idea of, like, doing some sort of team element and then switching to a stroke play. Like, I don't... Like, the college golf uh, NCAA tournament is interesting. You know, like, uh, have all the guys play stroke for two rounds, and then the top eight teams advance, you know, to a match play. I, I Like, th- that could be kind of fun. I don't know how, like, you create the teams, and I, I you know, you got to differentiate from Liv if you're doing that, and who knows if Liv is... Like, that's the other question is, what's Liv going to be doing? Like, they've got a whole schedule, you know? So, like, I... I don't know, man. I just, you're going to have all this money. And so if you're just like, well, just jack up the purses. Okay. Then you're just going to become, you know, essentially a, a high, like you're going to have a high level PGA tour. Then you're going to have like a low level PGA tour. And then you have the PGA, uh, corn Ferry tour. It's cause like, if you just say, <clears throat> we're just going to jack up the elevated designated, whatever we're calling them events to $25 million purses. And there's going to be 17 of those. That's where all the top seven are going to play. Then you're going to have the other events, which are where the other guys play. And then you have the Corn Ferry Tour. So, like, that's where the guys who are in the middle are barking the loudest because they're like, hey, there's no way for us to get into the top. We're just going to be stuck playing in these middle events. You've got to show us a path. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, if you're just going to pump money into those purses, I, I don't know if you make it much better. I don't know. Yeah, I, and I agree with you. Is it, I, don't, I also don't know if there's someone in the room who would say, like, well, now that we have $6 billion or how, whatever the number is, now that we've got in the billions of dollars that we should change something, there's a part of me that believes that they're just going to go, hey, we've got, you know, we've got all this new money, and, like, now well, the Players' Championship's going to be $14 million. Well, And you're going to, like, ultimately, as though, a fan, who cares? Ultimately, though, that's what you hope these guys from this new investment group bring, is, like, you got to figure out a way to make this. The, the way the PGA Tour makes money is through the TV deal. Yeah, that, that's just the way they do it. They, that's that's how they make all their money. If you keep losing players like a John Rahm, you know, and I'm not saying he moves the needle, but like, let's face it, the PJ Tour has less superstars than it did at the last TV deal. If you're a TV company, you might be losing some of your perceived value. You might say, hey, this PJ Tour is not worth what it used to be. Mm-hmm. John Rahm isn't there. Dustin Johnson isn't there. Cam isn't there. Bryson isn't there. Brooks isn't there. Like, having those guys on the PGA Tour makes it more valuable. So, I mean, if you're the SST, you're like, hey, this is about the TV deal. And, like, stopping this, like, 
spreading of talent to different places because you're just watering everything down. And at yeah. some point, maybe not on the live side, but at some point, that's going to start to hurt the game because people are going to be like, dude, nobody's watching. So I can't sell any ads or I can't sell ads at the same rate that I used to. So I'm not going to pay you as much for the rights. And like, everybody's going to be like that. So then like they pay less money. Like it's all going to start to hurt. So that's, that's why I do feel like you got to come up with something. You know, I, I don't know if it's, if it's team golf, they were talking about that at one point, then it went away. I, I don't know how you do this elevated event stuff. I'm not sure. Um, but you can't just keep doing the same thing. No, and, and, and the the concern that it is going to be the same thing, I think, is more more because of the the people who are in charge now. It's not like all of a sudden they were like, well, they didn't listen to any investment funds that came before, and like so they were more interested in just keeping it. Tiger gets up in front of the mic and is like, "We're going to protect the PGA Tour," and it's like, "All right, <clears throat> that's fine," but like everything, like. <laughs> I mean, like, we're going to stand up for the Barbasol. You know, we're going to stand up for the John Deere. We're going to stand up for these events that nobody watches, that nobody good plays, that gets poor attendance, that, you know, like, why? 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 Like, you have to be willing to pivot. Like, you got to acknowledge the fact that you are a major sports organization, and you just got, like, half of your talent, half of your top talent pulled from you, right? And, and, and like, the reason they got pulled from you is because, I mean, maybe you weren't very aware of your surroundings. So like you got to pay attention to the fact that people are saying something needs to change. And maybe you got to change. You can't just like keep doing the status quo thinking everybody's going to be cool with it because you just saw guys are leaving. And I'm not saying that that's that it's an easy thing to do, but at, at some point someone has to make the decision about that you have to you have to be able to disappoint someone, whether it's the middle of the field or whether it's sponsors at like you said the barbersaw, like you got to be like guys you're not going to have a turn anymore. Like, we're not doing a tournament there. We're not doing tournaments somewhere else. Or we're saying to the middle of the field, like, look, guys, you've been, you know, you finished in the, in the 76th spot in the PGA Tour, which has been respectable. But, like, now you're just going to have a little less. And that's just how it's going to be. Well, why, so, like, why do you think the majors, part of the appeal of the majors, like, when majors happen, everybody watches. Not just golf fans, but others. And I think part of the reason that it, 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 the scarcity, right? There aren't a lot of majors. So when they pop up, <clears throat> people pay attention. People watch it. The problem with the tour and the way it's set up right now is y- you almost just have too much of it. Like, you have too many events. You, well, ju- you just do. So, like, you got you to gotta look at the fact that... And the majors mean something. Sure. But, like, if you said, all right, we're just going to have 14 or 16 tournaments a year, the four majors, and then the four playoff events, and, like, everybody's getting together 24 times a year, max or whatever that adds up to. Then the memorial means something. Then Bay Hill means something. Then Riviera means something because the fields are great. There's less of these events. More good players are playing. And then everything starts to mean a little bit more. Like winning the Arnold Palmer used to mean something. You know, like it, it did. But then all of a sudden you got the same amount of money and the same amount of points for winning some other event. Do you, you know, remember the, who won the Arnold Palmer last year? No. Exactly. I know. <laughs> it, it, it's gone away. I mean, you used to, like, the WGCs when Tiger would win Bridgestone at Akron. Like, that was cool. Like, yeah. now, I mean, a, a PGA Tour event still means a Masters invite for the guy and still means some big news for, but at the same time, I don't. I don't know that any of these events really move the needle. And I'm sorry, like they just they just they just don't. 
I, I agree with you. I think that there needs to be, and I think they're all looking for, even Liv is looking for the model of how can we make every week matter? Maybe not mean the most, but how can we make it matter? And if you do have it every single weekend and you have it at a place where you're like, they're playing there, yeah, you know, that I think it, it, it hurts it. So I agree with you. If they can go to top tier, uh, top tier places to play, have the top fields, you know, I, yeah. me as a fan, like, do I care that, you know, well, the, 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 the pot this week is 25 million. Like, no, that doesn't make me care that, about something. That's what's, that's, what's really hard about this whole thing is like, it's just these guys who already make a ton of money right? bitching about not making more money. <clears throat> and even guys who are farther down on the list, guys who are, you know, and I, I hesitate to call them, mules like some people do but like they're the workhorses of the pga tour they're the guys that play all the events like they're the guys who are always there grinding their ass off they make good money they they do make good money and so like when you hear all of these guys bitching about we want more of the pie we want more of the pie we want more of the pie and it's like middle of the road guys are like forming task force and and unions to try and like leverage their value and try and get more money like it doesn't would, make any sense i, I don't would. i don't turn on golf i don't turn on golf to watch some of those players that being said like part of what makes a 156 man field cool is that there's 156 guys in it who are all really fucking good and like listen max homa not too long ago was just a guy yeah right and so now he's like one of the top five or top six players in the world I mean, Colin Morikawa was kind of the same way. Like, there, there were guys who were, like, who were in that middle-of-the-road pack who have all of a sudden become top five or six players in the world. And so if you win a PGA Tour event, you have to beat 155 really, really good golfers. So I do think having those guys involved in, in, in a tournament does matter because I, I think there's something special about winning that type of event. Um, but with that said... Yeah, I mean, nobody's really... You well, got you to gotta just... Everybody shut the fuck up. Let them make the deal. Everybody's going to get paid eventually. It might not be as much or the way you want it, but if they add $9 billion or $6 billion to this pod to make the PGA Tour valued at $10 billion, you're all going to get paid. Yeah, and I think if they, you know, if they, I don't want to say limit the, the, the fields, but if they start getting into even more tiers of it, because, I mean, Q School was going on last week, and it, 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 that, to me, has taken on less and less of a meaning because, like, there's so many guys. Like, there's absolutely so many guys on tour where but you're like. How many guys got tour cards? Out of the Q School? Yeah, the updated Q School. Oh, was it like 10? Five. Oh, okay. Five. Like, I don't understand what we're doing. <clears throat> I don't I don't understand. Like, okay, so only five guys are getting tour cards now. Like, there needs to just, they, they need to, like, blow it up and just say, hey, here's the new world order. We're going to have 12 events that are premium, right? Th- this is the top tier. These are the big kahuna purses. Then we're going to have 15 to 18 events that are regular PGA Tour events, 156-man, 164-man fields. You play well enough in those events, you can elevate yourself. You play poor enough in those those top events, you, you derelegate, whatever. You leave. Right. You know, like you're out. Um, so, like, yeah, and, and have there be some churn. Ha- have guys qualify for shit. Like, legitimately qualify for stuff. Like, that that's interesting. Like, to have, to have like, a, a true meritocracy where, like, yeah, if you play better, you get into this stuff. And if you play poorly, 
you might end up down here. Like, just take JT's season last year, right? It was he'd be, a sh- he'd be gone. Right. So, like, wouldn't it be interesting to see him, like, in those, even though he shouldn't be, right? Like, he had a shitty season. He's been bumped down. He's got to try and qualify for those top-tier events again. So, you might watch him right, at, at those, Palm Beach. Yeah. You know, and, like, dude, he's got to finish top 10 to get into Bay Hill. You yeah. know, and, and you're like, well, JT should always play Bay Hill. Like, I get that. But, I mean, there might need to be some of that fluctuation where, like, every tournament did have some sort of subplot where you're like, okay, next week is an elevated event. Yeah. These 10 guys are in you know, the, the position to go up, you know, and then if you're looking at the elevated event, go, Oh dude, if these guys miss the cut, they're out next week. You know, like that there were, could, there I, were I, I would agree with you. Cause there's, there were interesting storylines. Even, I mean, I remember way back when Ian Poulter was on tour, you know, where it was like, he needs to finish certain events in, in these spots to be able to qualify either for the masters or the U S open or whatever. Like those were interesting plot lines for Thursday, Friday. You know, like, yeah. is he going to be able to make it? Does he have enough yeah. points? Imagine like what you just said is that now those are happening at some of those other events where you're like, Oh, I really want to watch JT at X event. And he's got to finish within the top five. Like that's viewership. Yeah. That's means people are going to yeah. watch. So anyways, yeah, a lot, a lot to digest. We'll see. I mean, there's two weeks until the, the, the time is up. We'll see. We could get a Christmas gift. Yeah. We could I mean, be. but the, you know, the, the fact of the matter is like, that's a self-imposed deadline. So like, it, it doesn't mean anything. If I'm sure if at the end of the day, they're like, Hey, we're making progress. Then the deadline could be extended. They could be like, Hey, it's, it, it's moving along. We're going to now say February 15th, you know, and then pff, there it goes. Yeah, right. So there's no real reason. Um, other news, you and I are heading down to uh, South Carolina next week for we are an event. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not asking. I'm, I'm telling you, we, we're going. <laughs> we're going to South Carolina for the Golf Week Amateur uh, Southern Icebreaker at Harbor Town and Palmetto Dunes, the Robert Trent Jones Course. This is a part of Meridian sponsoring the regionals for Golf Week Am Tour. Uh, we will also be sponsoring uh, their podcast. We will be guests on their podcast throughout the course of the year. So, uh, yeah, we're going to take part in the first event and potentially the second event in Las Vegas the week after. The first event is sold out. The second event still has some places available. Um, are you? Are you? How's your game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited that we've been invited. I, I think that's a, it's an, an incredible honor to be invited there. Um, honestly, I think we're going to find out what's in the bag on the range before oh, yeah. the. <laughs> yeah. uh, to, to, uh, not many opportunities here we can hit in front of a screen, but if you're playing in a, a organized tournament, you like to see it fly a little bit more. So I think we're going to be finding out on the range will, at, yeah, uh, in South Carolina. We will better preview this the week of. Um, so looking out at that time frame. It'll probably be in the we do January 2nd, 3rd, or 4th, somewhere out there. We will do another podcast, potentially with the guys from the GC Am Tour. Um, yeah, so no, playing. I will say that I'm not worried about my putting. Okay. <laughs> That's the one thing that doesn't you can seem do? to be. Yeah. How, what's your carpet roll on that? Uh, it's, it's wood flooring, so it's running oh. real quick. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. For fast greens. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the stroke is small and tight, uh, a little bit a little bit like Brent Snedeker right now. Just a little, a little pop, pop. Just a little pop. pop starts rolling all the way to the kitchen. No, we, uh, yeah, we're going to be playing the uh, Trent Jones course at Palmetto Dunes and the uh, Harbortown Golf Links uh, on that Saturday and Sunday. This is a home game for you. Home crowd. <laughs> I haven't played... Um, I haven't played the Trent Jones course at Palmetto Dunes in a long time. Um, it's a great, it's a great course, though. If I recall, it's 
fairly open off the tee, which is which is good. <laughs> I'm, I'm already, already kind of like trying yeah. to go through the uh, yeah the tee shots. I'm not I'm not entirely sure if I recall every hole, but uh, I, I mean I, I know like there's there's some room out there. Um, Podcast host, you know, puts one into into morning nook. Yeah, we'll see during we'll breakfast. Breakfast nook. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. A shotgun start, a little bit like live. You know, we'll be we'll have to figure out. <laughs> What uh, do they starting? allow radios to be playing? I, I think the, they do. I, I, I'm. I, this is. The, we this saw this tour last year. We sponsored the um, the national championship at Palmetto Dunes at a different course. Okay. Um, well, that that was that, that tournament's huge. That's all over the place. But uh, we sponsored it last year. It was a fun a fun event. Um, we kind of has you know kept discussions going throughout the course of the off season and, and have agreed to do a sponsorship this year. Um, we'll be at some of the regionals across the country, not all of them, but we're going to try and make it to a handful. We'll be starting with the first one, the Icebreaker in South Carolina in two weeks, um, and we'll do we'll be on their podcast uh, prior to, uh, and then we will probably do something uh, there as well to just kind of. Bring everybody on the journey of Chris and I playing. I encourage you to look it up because I, I had, uh, when Ryan first brought this up, I had not looked it up. It's it's huge. There are regionals everywhere across the entire country. They right? have regionals everywhere, yeah. And uh, the first two are early. Uh, there's like a south, uh, southern, uh, a western. Uh, then they do events. I mean, it's all over the country. They have tours in, in a lot of cities. Uh, so uh, check it out. Golf Week, uh, Amateur Golf, sorry, Golf Week, Amateur Tour.com. Um, and then, yeah, once you're on that site, you can type in your local or you can search for your local section of it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're all over the country. So, um, yeah, if you win this tournament, you qualify for the national championship. So uh, how are you feeling about your game? Oh, I haven't I haven't played golf. Um, trying to think the last round I played. I mean, it was it was some sort of chilly open back before uh, <laughs> back before Halloween. So we're, we're 45 days away. It's been a while. Um so if you're looking for our results, folks, you might have to scroll, scroll. for a little bit. Yeah, make sure, the, make sure the the mouse is working. Just I, try to keep it in between the trees. I'm not worried so much about the fairways. I'm okay if I'm hitting in the rough. Just keep it in between the tree lines. Don't hit it out of bounds. Um, that I mean that that's going to be the strategy. So um, yeah, so we'll circle back. We'll we'll do a preview pod um, sometime that week of January. I guess that'll be like January second. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be on their Golf Week Am Tour pod that week as well. Uh, and then the following week in Las Vegas, that is starting to look like we might be able to pull that together too. So, uh, again, uh, golfweekamtour.com. Check out their uh, regionals. And, uh, yeah, check out their local tours as well. So, um, Chris, anything else? Otherwise, happy holidays. No, yeah, I was going to say a Merry Christmas, happy holidays to you, Ryan. <laughs> um, yeah, and, yeah. And we'll 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 talk in 2024. Sounds good to me. All right. As always, thank you for listening to another episode of the Duck Hook Podcast. This episode of the Duck Hook Podcast has come to an end, but your golf journey doesn't have to. Head over to www.duckhook.com for more information, news, and resources from the world of golf. That's www.duckhook.com.